This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Big show ahead. Huge news today in our nation uh, as it relates to the Supreme Court. Big rulings coming down as they wind down their session, including the ruling that Donald Trump's travel ban is going to be upheld. It can go into effect. We're going to talk with Scott Strong about that, plus the GOP, uh, the Senate GOP's plan to repeal and replace Obamacare. We'll get an update on that with Scott. And then a little bit later, it was 40 years ago tonight, in fact, uh, coming up right about now, that Elvis Presley played his final concert. Yes, June 26th, 1977, and it was right here in the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana Market Square Arena. We will talk with our own Shane Ray. He is an Elvis expert extraordinaire about uh, about that concert, about where Indianapolis fits in in the Elvis Presley lexicon, about what it means to our city to be the final home, uh, the home of the final concert for Elvis Presley. That's coming up in a minute. But first, let's talk with Scott Strong about the big day on the Supreme Court. Big news today, and that was that the Supreme Court has upheld, uh, well, at least a big portion of the travel ban proposed by President Donald Trump. What does this mean? Oh, this is a huge victory for the Trump administration. Um, of course, this is a, uh, I think officially the term is this is a stay. So basically what they have done, remember a couple executive orders that he wrote when he first came into office got overturned because of a couple of the circuit courts. Now, the judicial process was such that they took him to courts that were very left-leaning, and so they pushed it. So this basically puts the majority of everything that he had originally originally written in a couple of executive travel orders, is what they're calling it, um, back into effect. And so, therefore, it will basically put this into effect until the court actually hears it as a full case in October. So for the lay person, this is like a 90-day approval, this 90-day ban. Basically, what the court said is, we're going on summer vacation. This is too big an issue for us to delve into quickly. And uh, we're just going to give Trump permission to do this. And then when we come back from summer break, we're going to really dig into this thing. Yeah, and it was interesting, too, because, um, you know, and I'm not a legal expert here, but when you take on these things, and the court usually does this, they usually write a page up on a kind of a stay action. The interesting thing for this is the court's um, legal document that they turned out was six 
15 pages, and it did some things in there um, that said that they could have a bona fide relationship. And so a lot of people are speculating that they did this because they did not want any other lawsuits coming up through some of these liberal circuit courts to overrule or complicate this issue before the Supreme Court can come back and rule on this in October. Now, this is interesting because there's, uh, what, six countries that are affected by this. And basically what Trump said, and he campaigned on this, was there's a whole lot of bad dudes coming out of these countries, and we don't want these people just coming in until we can properly vet them, and we can't properly vet them right now, so we're just basically going to put a stay on these people coming in. Is that sort of the, the Reader's Digest version? Yes, and there, yes, exactly. So basically, there was three what they call uh, of some specific language called bona fide relationship. So the countries were Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, um, Syria, and Yemen. But they said so. A bona fide relationship said if you are a U.S. citizen and you have a close relative from one of those targeted countries, they could still come. Or if it is a student that's been accepted to a university, they can come. And the other third provision of that that they wrote in that was is if a U.S. business has hired somebody. So they're saying you have to have some type of background or a relationship. But they also wrote in there um, with that, it can't be the ACLU. And I'll just use as an example. I've heard this before. Um, they decide to say, oh, we'll offer internships to anybody from any of these countries and the court said basically no to anything shenanigans like that here goes scott strong i'm rob kendall this is central indiana today talking about uh, the big news today donald trump's travel ban um okay scott so uh the 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 previous the the lower court's rulings on this were in unprecedented territory where they were actually taking campaign speeches not the policy itself but campaign speeches and using that against trump in these rulings and i think the supreme court was just like this is ridiculous we're going to uphold this thing just because these rulings are so ridiculous yeah, and it was interesting when you looked at it, and if, if some of the people want to go out there, um, they can go out to like Legal Insurrection, which is a website they can look on this. They said that three of the justices basically said if it was up to them and when they wrote the opinion on it, and you got to remember, writing a 16-page document you know, for something you're going to hold in, in October already sways that these justices have all weighed in on it. So we had three justices that basically said they needed none of these smaller limiting things and that they wanted to pass it through. You, of course, had some people on the liberal side that were not for that, and then you had a a small majority in the middle. So this is going forward. So in the short run, this is a huge victory for the Trump administration, though. Trump's got to look at this court and the rulings today, not just this one, but the the ruling about the the, uh, church in Missouri getting the uh, the public funds. He, at least from an ideological interpretation of the Constitution, et cetera, conservatives have got to look at the Gorsuch appointment and at least now have anecdotal evidence that, hey, Trump made a really good pick here in terms of the way they view the Constitution and and judges interpreting it. Yeah, if you're definitely on the right, you are very happy right now with the things that are coming out of the Supreme Court. Uh, Again, guest Scott Strong. Uh, Let's switch gears real quick. Uh, The big story this week will be 
the Senate GOP health care plan uh, to repeal and replace Obamacare. Currently, it looks like three votes short. They've got to get to 50. They're currently at 47. Five of their guys have said no dice. I got to admit, Scott, I like the Senate version better than the House version. I think it's fairer to the states, and I still think it gives you 60 to 70 percent of what you want. What's the opposition here from guys like Cruz and Lee? Yeah, Cruz Lee and then Senator Rand Paul is also the third. They're the three kind of big three that are holding us up. And I think Rand Paul probably did the best job of putting it out there. He says that he still wants to see a low cost, a dollar a day, kind of a cheap insurance policy that people can have. And he is also strongly against this on one aspect is that there's a provision for $100 billion to bail out insurance companies that he's saying is in the bill, which basically indicates that the bill um, acknowledges that there's still a huge problem on it and that this really doesn't fix the problem at this point. I look at a guy like a Johnson. I mean, Heller's a different cat because Nevada is a weird state in terms of all mm-hmm. the people that are on government assistance out there. But I look at a guy like a Cruz, uh, a, a, a Lee, um, and and uh, Johnson, and I say, look, man, you have a chance to defund Planned Parenthood, cut billions and billions of dollars of spending out of the federal government, start to fix the problem. And the fact is you just don't have enough conservatives to totally repeal Obamacare. Maybe you're holding out for a little thing here or there, but if you're the dude that stops the repeal of Obamacare, you're, you're gonna, you should have some sleepless nights, right? Yeah, I would think so. Um, this is, I mean, if you look at it, in purely dollars and cents points, this does an awful lot to plug up some of the big holes that are ripping our federal budget apart. It doesn't solve the problem, but it certainly takes it a long way. I think that's why probably um, our U.S. Senator in Indiana, Todd Young, seems to be in favor of it. Uh, A lot of people are saying, you know, there's still problems, there's still more things that need to be fixed, but this is a huge step forward. If you're the guy, let's say you're Donnelly, okay, and Donnelly's out there mm-hmm. ripping on this thing, this seems like, again, I talked about this, about this on WIBC this weekend, seems like a guy coming off the rails here because the majority of his constituents do want Obamacare repealed and replaced. Yeah, and, and the reality is, is the very people that they um, – said that this was going to help or that needed it the most are the people who have not been signing up for it. So there's some issues about in this bill about a penalty for people who haven't signed up and who did do want to sign up. And uh, but in this area, Donnelly is being U.S. Senator Donnelly is being very silent on this matter. So um, I think there's still a lot in this bill that they need to read. I hope that they don't try to pass it through by the July the 4th. There's no reason it has to be done that quickly. But at the same point, it may get done. We don't know. Uh, Again, our guest Scott Strong, we're talking a little bit about the uh, Senate GOP health care plan, plan to repeal and replace uh, Obamacare. It's pretty rare, Scott, that I like something better out of the Senate than the House because the Senate tends to often be more moderate, a little more wishy-washy. They're appealing to broad strokes of people. But I got to tell you, I think they did a pretty good job in terms of what they realistically can get because you can't. You can't totally defund Planned Parenthood indefinitely. You can't totally repeal Obamacare. There aren't the votes for it. So I thought McConnell did an okay job. Yeah, and I think they had a, a benefit advantage. But first of all, they pulled it into a small group and didn't have everybody, you know, put their two cents in. And then they used the House bill that was already passed 
as a starting point from them to work for. So um, a lot of good things for a change coming out of the Senate, it sounds like. Do you think this gets through? I can't see Ted Cruz and Mike Lee being two guys that stop getting rid of all these government regulations and defunding Planned Parenthood and all this. Other. I just can't see them holding it up, man. I don't think that they will, but I do think because they are in such a key position, they're going to be able to push through a few more things that's probably going to make the conservative side of the aisle much happier with it. And they could literally help save the government and us and our budgets and taxpayers billions of dollars if they're able to even get a few more tweaks into this. I want to circle back with Scott to the Supreme Court before we uh, bid adieu. Uh, The other big rumor out of the Supreme Court is that Anthony Kennedy, the uh, 81-year-old justice, uh, is going to retire. It's not been confirmed yet. Uh, It's just a rumor at this point. But if he does, it'll give Trump another shot to appoint a Supreme Court justice. And there's all sorts of uh, flurry of speculation on whether he'll go for another uh, constitutionalist in Gorsuch or somebody that's a little easier to confirm. He's got to stay with that list of 20 or so judges, right, that he put out when he ran. He doesn't just get to throw that thing away now, right? Yeah, the one thing that we've seen about Trump and, you know, past indication is awfully an indicator of what he's going to in the future. He said that he had that list and he's going to stick to that list. So I would fully expect his next Supreme Court person to come from the list that he's already put out there, which is which is pretty conservative. And since they've gotten rid of the nuclear option, I think the big thing for this in the country is to remember that this Justice Kennedy is the swing vote oftentimes. If we were to get another type of a Neil Gorsuch on the count on the Supreme Court, that would make Roberts the, yes. know, the swing vote. So yes. think about that. In a, on a court, and obviously Roberts is now despised by conservatives because of Obamacare, but on 90% of the stuff, Roberts is is right there. And if Roberts is your weak link, that's a that's like an all-star team of Supreme Court justices, right? Yeah, and I think uh, although there's a lot of talk right now about Kennedy, there is a lot of health issues about Ginsburg and some of the others that are on the court. So, you know, this is probably before Trump's done, you're probably going to see him appoint five Supreme Court justices, but we may be seeing them sooner rather than later. Well, here's the thing about Kennedy, too. Kennedy often gets labeled as the swing vote, but I'll tell you what, you think about going back to Obamacare and things of that nature, Kennedy's been pretty solid in the common sense camp. Remember, it was Roberts who allowed Obamacare to go forward. It wasn't Kennedy. Kennedy was against it and was scathing when he felt Roberts stabbed him in the back on it. So, you know, Kennedy to me has been a kind of an okay justice. He's done some squirrely stuff, but I, I think he's overall been an okay guy. Yeah, so what we seem to be seeing right now in the early appointments or what seems to look like the early appointments is the the conservative wing of the Supreme Court being more vetted and strengthened in that approach. So instead of having a little bit of wishy-washy, you may end up having five very strong conservative Supreme Court-leaning judges, which you know, speaks for many good decisions for the conservative side of the aisle for years ahead. And let's not forget, there's always rumors that so-and-so is going to quit. Remember Rehnquist, it was rumored he was going to quit, and then he just lived out his, he died in office. I mean, he never quit, and then Roberts got appointed, so it doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be a new uh, justice coming up, but it's, it's nice intrigue, right? Yes, it is, and uh, you know, the idea is they had kind of this 
you know, all the staff of, of this guy, Kennedy, have started coming back together. And so you don't usually start to see this. Of course, he's not the guy that probably wanted to upstage these major announcements. So even if he's going to do it, he didn't want to upstage all these announcements today. He wanted the session to officially end, and then he could say it on his own term and his own time. Yeah, and it, to me, it's like picking a pope, man. I mean, it's exciting to me when there's this rumor about this stuff, because picking a Supreme Court justice to me is like picking a pope oh it is and there is there's a lot more that's probably going to come down the pipeline i think you know where we're seeing a lot of things on the federal judgeships where a lot of people have been holding out um, because of the last administration a lot of people are aged so if trump's able to be in office for eight years we could literally see him replace 40 percent of the federal judges and the supreme court in this country Scott, great job as always. Thank you. Well, thank you. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, 40 years ago tonight, Elvis played his final concert. It was right here in the Circle City Market Square Arena. We'll talk with WYRZ station manager Shane Ray, Elvis uh, fan and historian extraordinaire, about that big night, what it meant to Elvis, what it meant to the Circle City, and a whole bunch more. That's on the way next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. Org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Big night in the history of the city of Indianapolis. It was 40 years ago this evening, and in fact, well, almost right about now, 7 p.m. or so, that... uh, the King, Elvis Presley, uh, performed his final concert. Yes, 1977, June the 26th. It was right here in Indianapolis, Indiana, at the then pretty new Market Square Arena. And that's a huge night in the history of Indianapolis. We are known all over the country as being the final destination for Elvis Presley. And and on his 40th anniversary, we wanted to sit down and talk with a guy who knows Elvis probably better than well, just about anybody you're going to meet. WYRZ station manager Shane Ray. I want to talk about the historic moment in the history of the King, Elvis Presley, his final concert 40 years ago tonight in Market Square Arena. So, Shane, tonight is a big night in the history of Indianapolis. It's a big night in the history of Elvis Presley. You are the Elvis aficionado. What are your feelings about tonight, which is the anniversary of Elvis's final concert? Well, it's always, as it gets to be summertime, you know, as August rolls around, it's always a reflective time being an Elvis fanatic like I am. And uh, this time of year, of course, being the last concert that Elvis played 
1977. This one's a little bit special now, just like, of course, the anniversary of his death. You know, it's been, uh, you know, since 1977 to 2017, very momentous. And it's, it's a, I don't know, I, I've, you see all the YouTube videos of him on the stage at the, during that last concert tour. It's always a little little sad to see that he wasn't able to do the shows because his health was declining, but uh, do the shows like he used to do. But uh, I just always kind of have the the feeling like uh, the Elvis Presley estate does. It's just time to celebrate his life. And being a music uh, aficionado historian, that's the better way to say it, an Elvis fanatic, that's, that's how I choose to look at it. It's interesting because growing up, I always knew, hey, Elvis's final concert was at MSA. It's a huge deal. Are you surprised at what a big deal it is? It's not like Elvis died here. I mean, this was just his final concert, but yet this has become like a landmark for Elvis Presley fans. That's true. And, uh, I mean, I'm a transplant. I didn't, I didn't grow up here, but I always knew that it was at Market Square Arena in Indianapolis. And, um, and I was even... Uh, Right before they demolished Market Square Arena, I got to see one of the last, uh, I believe, Pacer games played there. And they had, even at that time, a little glass cabinet set up, you know, highlighting the fact that Elvis had been there. There were pictures. There was some memorabilia there. And it was pretty neat to see, uh, you know, within weeks they would be blowing the place up. And... Market Square Arena was the host of a lot of different uh, rock artists, of course, games, events, all that stuff in Indianapolis. And for a place like that to, you know, I guess pay tribute to Elvis, to me, was a little surprising that uh, they thought that much of it. Um, And I'm glad that they did that. And, it's it's just one of those things that uh, it's, you know, Market Square Arena will always somehow be associated with Indianapolis. Elvis's last concert will be associated uh, with Market Square Arena, so it's all connected in that way. Again, uh, Program Central Indiana Today, I'm Rob Kendall speaking with WIRZ Station Manager Shane Ray about, well, he is the Elvis aficionado here in Central Indiana, and of course, big night for Elvis fans, 40th anniversary of Elvis's final concert, which was here in the Circle City at uh, Market Square uh, Arena. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Shane, but there's very little actual good, for lack of a better term, footage or recording of Elvis's final concert, right? Yeah, you got that right, and I, the reason why... And I don't know if, at least this is my understanding, Elvis had just got finished filming a like a few weeks earlier, uh, actually, within, uh, I think, actually a week before he just got finished uh, being filmed for a CBS television special. And the last show of the tour is always just kind of... Um, it's a throwaway. Yeah, well, I hated to say that, but it's always, you know, the pressure's off. This is our last one. It's um, let's get through it and get home type of deal. And I'm not saying that just with Elvis. It's with most most acts, and uh, they have a tendency. In fact, they even say, I've, I've, seen, I've read that that particular show was even better than the shows that were filmed because he was a lot more relaxed. He knew this was, okay, I'm going to take a break after this, so let's have some fun type of uh environment so 
but yeah, you are correct. There's no, there's no uh, video, good video. A lot of Super 8 uh, silent video is out there, as well as people who snuck in tape recorders for the bootleg recording, so to speak. But there was just like, okay, things are wrapping up, so let's not put any effort into preserving this. No one said, we better preserve this. This is going to be his last <laughs> show, you know? So uh, uh, you take what's out there. In fact, the film crew from the CBS TV special, I believe, did follow him out there. And uh, I even posted today on YouTube or, you know, um, not I didn't post on YouTube, but I took a YouTube video and posted on Facebook you know, from where he got off the plane to Lisa Marie at Indianapolis International Airport, and they presented him with an award because of, uh, I forget the number, but billions of records of his that had been uh, pressed at the Indianapolis record plant, and uh, it was a copy of the Moody Blue album, which was on the charts at the time. So um, it's, uh, but that's the problem, you know, is you just kind of have to rely on pictures, people's stories, some super, some grainy Super 8 video, and an audience recording, and that's all we've got to go by. Hey, are you on the uh, cordless phone? You know, Shane, it's interesting because I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan. While Bruce Springsteen has gotten older throughout the course of my life, he's always been in really good shape. He's always prided himself on these three-and-a-half, four-hour shows. So I've gotten to see some version of Bruce Springsteen the way he was in 1975, just a few more wrinkles and a little more gray hair. Is it hard for a guy like you that, hey, your guy, Elvis, the guy that was on the stage that final time, the guy that many people remember, was not the guy that the rabid Elvis fan is so fond of? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to take. It's it's he's got the same um, uh, same deal that uh, people say about Marilyn Monroe. I believe Jane Mansfield or or uh, maybe it was Mamie Van Doren said, you know, Marilyn Monroe kind of got a break by dying young because the public as well as herself they'll never grow old. I mean, they'll never see her, her grow old, and it's the same deal with Elvis. You'll never be able to picture Elvis Presley as an old man, and he'll be "quote unquote" forever young at the age of 42. And I remember, and you probably did well. You're younger than me, but uh, you know, I used to say, "Well, 42 is an old man. He probably <laughs> had one foot in the grave, and now I'm over 42." And I'm thinking, "Holy crap, he was young! Uh, what a shame!" And so. It's that's just the way it is. You're, you uh, provided, you know, good Lord willing, and I think it's a good thing, but you're going to see Bruce Springsteen become a really old man someday, even though he still looks good. Um, but uh, that, you know, Elvis will forever be frozen at the age of 42, and uh, that's that's just the way it'll always be. All right, let's wrap up with this. Where does Indianapolis rank in terms of importance to the Elvis fan? I mean, it's a big deal for us. It's a it's a spot on the city that, hey, we were the last place Elvis performed live. But where do, does the Elvis fan, the big guys like you, do you put us in the lexicon somewhere? Or is this just, just another thing in the footnote of Elvis history? No, I think I think I do. I mean, I think Indianapolis does, uh, does rank very high. One thing you got to understand is Indianapolis was big, uh, like I said earlier, was big in pressing the Elvis records uh, as well as the tapes. All of that stuff used to be really big here in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is central to all of Indiana, so people from all over the state or even the you know border states came to that show. And 
I think because of its association with Market Square Arena, all the other acts that have been there, its historical value is not lost on the Elvis fan. And um, I think it will always have that spot. That's something special. It wasn't, uh, thank, looking back now, you can't imagine him doing it anywhere else. You know, that was the last show. That was fine. If it had been somewhere in, I, I don't want to mention another state. I don't want to put any state down, but I just don't figure uh, the Elvis fans can picture it happening anywhere else. Like Paducah, but, Kentucky. Uh, it wasn't in Paducah, Kentucky. Exactly. It wasn't some, uh, you know, <laughs> his shows were continuing to sell out. And so it wasn't like he was playing a very lowly, low attended you know, venue in some unknown town. I mean, Indianapolis is the biggest city in in Indiana, so it just seemed natural. Shane, thank you, and uh, uh, enjoy the evening. I know it's always a little bittersweet for you, but thanks for your insight on the the King, Elvis Presley. Always glad to talk, Rob. Anytime you want to talk about the King, you just let me know. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the program. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Scott Strong, Shane Ray. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana Today. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency 
or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. 
Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.